My name is Ty Wilson. I've been a musician for the better part of 20 years. Over that time, I have written, covered, and performed in almost every genre, from heavy metal to alt-rock to country music. I've met some amazing people along the way, and today, we're going to talk to one of them. This is Ty Wilson Talks. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope you're having a great Monday so far. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ty Wilson Talks. This is episode number 14. Um, Before we get started, I have one show this coming week on Saturday at Golden Beach Resort. Um, So if you're in that area, that's probably going to be my last one there for this year. So come on out and, uh, yeah, have some fun. So now into the podcast. Uh, Today I have a musician and a health consultant from uh, Manitoba, uh, just outside of Winnipeg on, Ian Krochak. Um, we had an actually a really good conversation. We kind of went all over all over the place. Um, I don't know much about the music scene out there, but uh, he definitely gave me some insight, um, told me a bit about his life, uh, job. You know, we talked a little bit about COVID, as everyone does at this point <laughs> with all the media and that stuff going on. Um, but yeah, we had a really great conversation. So I hope you enjoy this one. Uh, without further ado, here is Ian Krochak. So what, uh, what brought you from... So you play music as well. Um, yeah. So how do you how do you manage that with your time? Um, is that something like do you play regular gigs and everything like that, or is it more you like to record and and then put out music? Or yeah, tell me some more about uh, that and what you do. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, so I I mean I I pretty well like I I had taken a break for a bit, and uh, you know I I've, I've been playing for a long time, so I I mean I run the whole gamut of playing bar bands to uh, acoustic solo gigs to like Pody Pody rock stuff to and and so. When I kind of brought it back up about three years ago, I, I kind of more went kind of country roots rock. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, primarily it was going to be a recording project. I had probably 13, 14 songs and and then COVID hit. So I, I released three songs mm-hmm. um, and I just couldn't get back into the studio. Everything was shut down. Yeah. Um, so I did have a lot of gigs canceled um, that like those gigs were basically to support those those initial three releases. Um back in like early 2020 and then um and then basically you know things kind of opened up a bit and i I went back into the studio um probably about six months ago so it's primarily just really focusing on recording um that's been the real focus uh and just kind of waiting and seeing but definitely with the intention of going back and 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 perform focus on the performing yeah 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 i mean that's you know that's the fun part right it's all fun yeah but uh but uh, yeah i definitely yeah. love uh, the, the performing aspect and uh yeah i took a listen to to your song invincible and i uh it's definitely got that 90s kind of roots rock uh country vibe i think you hit the nail on the head there with that one so yeah it, yeah. Uh, it was it was pretty good i liked it oh thanks no problem man. yeah thanks so what what got you uh like what's got you started in music you said you've been playing for quite a long time so what's like how did that start out you know childhood thing did you yeah. always want to play guitar always want to be a musician that kind of thing pretty much a family i mean pretty i guess cliche answer but a very yeah. a family full of music right so right um lots of writers uh you know people poets uh artists in my family and musicians so it, it kind of just through osmosis kind of leaked down so probably in my teens i started hitting it hard Right. And I actually started, it, I was a blues, I like the blues. I came up playing the blues. So I played awesome. a lot of slide guitar and with the acoustic, like the Sick, yeah, King yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, John Lee Hooker and uh, that kind of stuff. And um, and then kind of went into more kind of contemporary, kind of more mainstream type of music. Right. Um, so I've been doing it for a long time um, in different ways, shapes and forms, like I mentioned there. So, um, and then, you know, life pulls you into a million different directions. Yeah, obviously right. uh, yeah exactly so i mean yeah and, and i like to eat and i don't want to starve to death so there's time yeah. where i'm like actively focus on the career aspect I of things yeah but you know how it is like when you when you when you get a bit older you, you get practical and you just kind of want to th- these these things afford you the the ability to still be creative um yeah. mm-hmm. and 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 do the things that you like to, to really really enjoy doing yeah 
I kind of, I've always, um, maybe to my detriment at some points, because I I did stop playing like like yourself. I did have about a six year window where um, I wasn't writing at all, and I was just playing kind of the acoustic you know one man shows or or uh doing you know three hour bar gigs and stuff like that just making money on the side but um i always wanted to have that steady job that could fund you know like have the baseline that i could live my life comfortably but i could still yeah. you know i can put in the extra work and play music on the side that that you know got me that little i still got to play but you know maybe it wasn't my full it wasn't everything I was I was focusing, you know, my efforts on, but I had yeah. that baseline to at least, like you said, put food on the table and you know a roof over my head. So I wasn't completely yeah. starving. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of like you know, it's it's always been that thing where you come back to it. Like for me, it was it's always been that that mainstay. Like I've I've always I've gone back and forth to it, but music has always been that 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 thing that's always allowed me to come back to it. Um, which is great, you know, and, and I mean, and it's interesting to see just how it evolves. Like I've definitely, as I got older, focused a lot more on, try to focus more on songwriting. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's definitely been the, and, and just probably just the, the production of it. Um, so when I, when I got things going again, I, I said, well, I've got to find somebody that, I mean, I, I was, you know, I was knee deep in recording my own stuff, like, you know, and right. And um, I'm sure you've probably done that as well. And it's mm-hmm. it's um, you know, it's kind of serving two masters. So I kind of said, okay, I'm going to put that aside and just find somebody to actually produce it and actually spend the money and go into a studio and get it done properly, and then just focus on the actual creative aspect of it. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's been good. I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm just I can record demos to my liking, and that's <laughs> that's as far as yeah. I'm I want to do without getting too far down the rabbit hole because it's like. All right, pick a lane, figure out what you're doing. But uh, I think it's really essential to also find that producer or that studio that gets what you want to do and uh, can put that together in the vision that you have. Because, you know, you definitely have more freedom if you're the one recording it to, like, hone in the sounds you want. But so having someone on the same page is, is extremely important for that. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, a. I haven't really collaborated. I mean, in the past maybe, but I haven't collaborated a lot just with the writing aspect of it. So mm-hmm. go, going into the studio, my songs are, you know, they're, they're kind of blank slates. Like they're written, they're right. you know, music's assigned to them and stuff like that. But when I go in there, so it's nice almost to just get that other ear yeah. um, when I'm in there. And so I think in general, they turn out the way I envisioned. Um, but then I, I do hear things I haven't, hadn't heard before, which I thought was like, okay, yeah, mission accomplished, right? So there's, there's that, oh yeah, I, you hear that part now. Actually, I hear that part now too. Yeah. Um, so that's been a really good thing. And so like, you know, I'm, I got four more, like, you know, I'm almost on the, on the, on the cusp of finishing the next four. And, uh, and like I said, I could say the same thing about all of them, that they're, they're turning out the way I envisioned, which is really cool. Right. Oh, and that's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's, that's all you can ask for <laughs> really. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's the, uh, that's the goal. Yeah. So what, uh, what have you found yourself writing about mostly, or what's like, how is your writing process go? Is it something where you come up with, like, I know myself, generally it's a four chord progression or something like that or a cool little riff that then i'll go i'll start humming in my head or i'll have like a line that i think of whatever driving the car or something like that and, and build around yeah. it so how do you generally like build your songs how do you how do you do that same idea like i think you know it's in you know, I'm, I'm looking at my couch right now so it's like yeah. <laughs> i'm often you know with the, with the family and a busy job right so you're mm-hmm. i'm i have to pick my moments where i can come and just you know, have right. my my time um, so you mostly, it's obviously written on the acoustic guitar. Most of my songs are written on the acoustic guitar yep. and, uh, they're, yeah, it's just chord progressions, but it's just cycle babble, uh, melodies, you know what I mean? Where you're, yep. Yep. you're just yeah, you're humming something along you're, or you're doing, yeah. 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 And then, and, I, and I'll go back to when I go, and I'll often probably record on my phone or something like that. Just that, that the yep. idea. If I go back to the next day and I'm like, oh, that's maybe that's, it's, it's something that's caught my attention then I'll, mm-hmm. I'll pursue it. Right. Um, you know, and a lot of times I don't. So, um, yeah, that's that's generally the process. And and then I will lay them down in some way, shape, or form in a, in a demo fashion. Right. Um, and even then, it might it might stop there. I might go, yeah, well, th- this I'm full of crap here. Or <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> most I of the time I'm full of crap. I'm really full of crap with this stuff. So I, it doesn't go any further. 
Yeah, I, I totally hear you. I know that, like, you know, my phone's probably got 70 ideas on it, and I'll yeah. maybe write three of them. <laughs> yeah, Bob, totally. Bob, Bob Seger was the, uh, what did you say, for every one good song I have, I got 10 dogs that I write, so it's, it's yeah, uh, yeah it, you know, I think that's what plagues all of us, but you just keep doing it, and eventually something something comes along that, that does sound good, so that's yeah, what absolutely. I can do, right? <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I've even, I've even gone into the studio where I've gone in with maybe five or six songs or something like that, and I, mm -hmm. I'll come up with three. Like, yeah. you know, two or three, don't, two or three don't make it because it's just yeah. for whatever reason they just don't they don't work, you know. Yeah. And yeah. or I don't feel like I mean it, you know what I mean? So I just right. like okay, if I don't if I don't mean it, no, everybody's gonna see through it. It's just, it's just gonna sound completely disingenuous. So that, that exactly. one's gone, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Even for myself, generally, like. I'll go in or go into pre-production with right now I have maybe 10 songs that I really like that I've written and we're narrowing that down to three. It's, it's uh, yeah. you know, process elimination, what sounds best for the project? What is the most me? What, it, you know, it's all those questions. Right. But uh, yeah, I think that's the best way. To, it's better to have more material than, than less and, and make sure that you have, you know, the good songs that you're happy to put out. Yeah, for sure. I think one of my biggest fear right now is just, I just want to make sure that, whatever I write and, and is produced uh, something that I can translate just because I, I don't play with the band. Right. So right. I'm just going to one man show. So I need something that continues to translate just with myself. Uh, right. Um, so it's not, not overly produced. Um, yeah. and one would argue even like a song like invincible. I mean, it started off with just, uh, you know, it's really the way I wrote it. Um, it's just guitar and harmonica. Mm -hmm. I, I, you don't hear the harmonica on, on the, on the, on the production. Track, yeah track right it's more like it's it's pretty produced but i still think that that the essence of that song is something i can do uh, acoustically right right um so i do kind of think about that a little bit mm -hmm. that's very important because i like i know myself i play all of my songs same thing started acoustic and uh i play so much just by myself acoustically that they have to also be able to translate to to being played that way and still sounding just as good um as they might on the track you know so it's it's yeah. one of those things where i i do play with a band as well but i want to be able to or expect to to you know have this song sound just as good with me strumming along on the guitar than than with the full band so i get what you're saying there mm -hmm. are you are you doing a lot of covers you doing a lot of originals when you're playing oh. so i do i do uh it depends what version of me is playing and where yeah. so if i'm doing like a three-hour bar gig i sprinkle in my songs in between the covers it's mostly cover sets um if i'm doing a wedding or something like that it's very similar um but it's just more compact so i'll play you know maybe a few more of my tunes um for like cocktail hour but then i'm playing what the bride and groom want for maybe they're walking down the aisle or something like that yeah um but then for band gigs like my band itself um is mostly my like if we're doing like an hour set then it's mostly my tunes and then a couple okay. covers thrown in there so that's very cool there's a few different yeah there's a few different uh, iterations of what i do but um it's all been working towards it's the career and, and getting my name out there and, and and having a presence at least where i am uh and then i'm also the the lead in a, a bob seeger tribute band called against the wind which tours around oh. and all that kind of stuff so so it's uh i'm all over the place but uh but yeah cool. luckily i'm happy to have some more original music coming out in 2022 finally getting in the studio it's like you said we studio closed down for lockdowns and all that stuff so finally getting back yeah. in there in a couple of weeks that's great yeah so that keeps you i mean it keeps it the variety is good it keeps it Keeps yeah, really it keeps best. it fresh. <laughs> yeah, it keeps sure. it fresh. Well, see, I didn't know about the Bob Seger because I know I follow you on Facebook. I, I didn't know about the Bob Seger stuff somehow that maybe slipped through the cracks. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that we've just started really promoting again uh, in the last month or so. Uh, again, COVID lockdowns shut everything down. The band had a, a little bit of a different lineup a couple years ago, um, and they've retooled the lineup, and, and I'm the uh, – the new the new lead singer so uh we've just got the epk done we'll have videos out in the next two weeks and and uh everything will be starting to we've got a bunch of stuff booked for 2022 but we'll be getting hopefully back into the full swing of things very soon but so, hopefully barring another lockdown <laughs> yeah well that's just it right but you know the yeah. nice thing is you know what makes me think of what i kind of impressed by you is that you know you're you playing the music you're doing the recording but you, you have this podcast which is really cool so yeah. i mean and 
you know, I, you're looking at ways of reinventing yourself in this age of COVID, right? So it's, yep. it's, it's a way to keep, keep invested in the music and keep creating uh, in many different ways, shapes and forms, which is very cool. Yeah. That's, that's what I've been trying to do. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to, to keep like, this is, is a way to have content out there that isn't so much music because, you know, there's only so much you can push the music aspect of it, but I also really enjoy this and I love podcasts. Like I, I drive around in my day job most yeah. of my day and all I do is listen to podcasts and stuff like that. So, um, when I had like, I got my DAW, I know how to, you know, edit or you know in a rudimentary sense and there's programs now that you can post all this stuff up and, and release it pretty easily so i was like hey fuck it why don't i do that why don't why i do not? yeah yeah i know um, i'm on the cusp of doing one myself like i'm 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 kicking the tires on it big time because i last year i guess during the throes of of the waves there i was uh you know i I was doing some like you know just posting the odd performance video on there and yep. I I I called the series the Prairie Town Basement Sessions, right? And uh, so I, I posted a couple of videos, but then I never you know I just got busy and so I never really followed through too much on it and it kind of yeah. hurt me and I never did. And then I thought you know what I should I might go into this winter with that same concept the Prairie Town Basement Sessions right. uh, as the name of the podcast and just uh, and start interviewing. Uh, yeah. Maybe initially, probably just local folks in the music scene around here. And maybe not just exclusively musicians, right? Just uh, right. anybody in the music industry, people that record or manage yeah. or promote or and the musicians themselves. Yeah. So that sounds very similar to what, what my thought was, because <laughs> yeah. I've uh, I've in, I've done a lot of interviews with local people and that stuff, and now I'm kind of branching out a bit more. I wanted to get through like ten episodes to get a bit of a workflow down and kind of know what the podcast was kind of kind of be um yeah before i started reaching out to other musicians and all that kind of stuff but uh, it's all ended up it's turned out pretty well and i've got a pretty steady like 50 to 75 listeners per episode now it looks like so pretty. i mean for two months that's that's pretty good I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it absolutely yeah that's good i mean and it's like yeah like i said i think it's appealing because the subject matter I, I was checking them out and it, and it varies, right? And yeah, I, I caught your, your episode about your diagnosis. I think that was the last one I I'd seen right. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was one. Um, it's super personal, but it was it was one of those ones that uh, yeah, the people on Facebook or whatever, uh, a couple had asked me to to talk about it, and uh, I went, all right, well, let's fucking sure, let's put it out there, let's yep. do it. So, um, yeah, I, I just the biggest thing for me is just be open and honest about all that kind of thing. I want to be. I, I like the community that I'm I'm trying to build with the podcast and and uh, and the people and the guests I've had on. I feel like I've learned a lot about them from you know the 45 minutes to an hour conversations I get to have with them. So yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it's I think it's important, and I think people need truth and authentic authenticity, yeah. especially you know media these days is like oh I know just absolutely <laughs> insane. So. You don't you don't know what to believe anymore, and I I, I think that's no. very true. I mean, it resonated with me because I do I did have a, a friend of mine that had this similar similar mm -hmm. situation and, and was you know, diagnosed later. And you know, I come from a that background. Like I, I used to right. I used to work in mental health, and so it's okay. uh, mm -hmm. you know, mental health has come a, a significant long way since when I practice. Right? It's right. Uh, it's light years ahead in terms of the work that people are doing and so and especially during COVID now it's like you know this this ability of people to be honest with everything um because there's a lot of people that are just they're struggling right and uh, they're Definitely. they're uh, this has been hard i mean and we'll, we'll only probably learn in the next year or two what the long-term consequences of all this all this is going to be so it's yeah. uh pretty profound so no i appreciated that yeah i well thank you man um i I definitely agree with you. I feel like the more people I talk to, it's just like the sure physically maybe, but even then it, like, like so many people rely on the gyms and stuff like that to, to stay in physical shape. Like I'm lucky enough. I lived out in the country here. I bought a couple pieces of equipment. I know how to work out. So I've been able to do that, but you know, people that haven't that live in the cities don't know or aren't able to go to the gyms or haven't been able to until now. Um, that plays a huge role. Like I know if I don't work out for a week, I feel like shit. Um, oh, yeah. And then, you know, add in the, you know, being on basically house arrest for so many months and yeah. constantly like it's the, your whole timeline or your, all the news is just fear, 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 fear. It, it weighs on you. It, it, it just, it hurts you, man. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's finding balance. You can, you can see people you maybe haven't seen be connected before and, and they're wearing it. Yeah. You know, and like I always thought like I had a pretty good sense of like, you know, that, that saying where you, you know, be kind to people cause you don't know what they're going through. And I, right. I, I always kind of had that a little bit, uh, that sense. I was fortunate enough to have that, but now even more so like, it's yeah. just people are, because I think I'm, you go through it. My, I'm going through it myself. Like it's like, yeah. you're, you're trying to keep the home fires burning with all your responsibilities and then you and then you have to take care of yourself right and yeah. it's like and the last it's usually the last thing that you're taking care of is yourself you know right yeah yeah empathy's got to be a, a pretty important thing going forward for a lot of people i think <laughs> i think because yeah. a, a lot of people are struggling for sure is, is that is that a covid dog behind you is it or is he a yeah pre, that's, this is, no he's a, he's pre-pandemic this is albert <laughs> he's he's my little studio buddy um no i I rescued him about three years ago so he uh yeah he's he sticks around i used to foster dogs um a few years back when i had a different house i had a little bit more room so he was the failed foster that uh that stuck stuck around yeah he's great like what, what what breed is he like what is he so he's half husky and half golden retriever oh yeah yeah i have a golden retriever so he kind of looks a little bit similar yeah yeah, yeah he's uh he's definitely got the chill he's got the best of both sides i think because he's very relaxed like a golden retriever but he he's funny he's got the quirks of a husky so he, yeah he, oh it's perfect yeah i've never he, heard like, that mix before i hadn't either and honestly i got him like i didn't know what he was and i finally did uh one of those dog dna kits it was like 50 bucks or whatever and i'm like you know oh, what yeah. I, I really want to know and uh and so you, we got you got the whole like whatever genome back for him and and so i was I was very surprised because I, I was told he was a golden lab and that was it. I figured he must yeah. be mixed with something. I was thinking, you know, shepherd or whatever, but yeah, no husky and husky and golden retriever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like I said, like, you know, we, we got one pre pandemic. I mean, it was probably early 2020, right. Just before. Right. And boy, I mean, talk about great timing, eh? Cause he's been, he's been such a little, little like, I mean, basically a therapy dog, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's, he's he's my shadow. Like he's he's with me yeah. all the time, and he's a huge suck. So I'm very happy to yeah. have him. He's he's awesome. He's such a great dog. And dogs are so like like you said, they're 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 therapy, especially in times like these. It's uh, you know being able to cuddle up to one of them or just have them around. They're always happy to see you. They you know they want to oh, go no. with you everywhere. They're 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 the best. Yeah. Now now he's my my, my he's my work buddy. He's literally you know he's laying yeah. at my feet. Like I'm in fortunate enough like i'm working like behind me is the bar here so i work oh, this nice. is my workplace too right and this and right. then he's he's we're joined to the hip he's always laying at my feet right so i mean yeah. those a lot of these dogs are have separation anxiety big time when yeah a lot of us go back to work whenever right. that might be whenever that exactly whenever that happens yeah so is the music scene sorry to switch gears a little bit yeah. in in manitoba i haven't really i've driven through it a couple times but i haven't really spent much time there what is the music scene like out there is it like more country rock like is man or I, I assume winnipeg is kind of the big hub but like yeah. there's brandon i know brandon's in our right size city too and like what's what's that like out there you know what it's it's everything i mean we are fortunate here i mean it's very similar ontario probably i mean we just have we have a very vibrant music scene here um it's 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 just a i mean you have your anything from grunge to you know roots rock the country to punk to everything in between right um folk lots of folk um so it's i mean we there's such a history in this province of, of music coming out of here right um right. so it's it's very much i think that, again that's you know those are my influences are, are are varied because of a lot of the bands that i grew up watching from here right and uh and so like i mean and things are definitely you know you know, now, now it's opening up a little bit now. Hopefully it doesn't close again, but it's opening up a bit. And so on any given night, you can see whatever type of music you want to see, right? Um, right. It's very vibrant. And you have some really good associations like Manitoba Music or Manitoba Country Music Association. Like they have some ones that really support a lot of independent music. Oh, so, nice. um, awesome. yeah, so it is it is really good. There's, you know, there's a lot of venues. The venues are popping up. They're becoming a little more plentiful, more like more interesting venues. Okay. Um, they're, they're catering a lot to kind of indie musicians. And, um, so it's, it's actually really eclectic, which is really cool. And, uh, um, I, I mean, I fell into this kind of country roots rock thing here, but I mean, 
I mean, I, I like going to listen to all that stuff. And we saw a band a couple of weeks ago and, you know, it was like a, almost like a ska band, ska <laughs> yeah. punk band. And I mean, and it was really good. And so like, there's a lot of that here too. I mean, and there's like, there's like a house concert scene. I mean, it's probably yeah. the same in Ontario. Like th these things have kind of resurrected as a result of COVID where, you know, like people like myself that are, you know, they're maybe not getting a, a, you know, get gigs, but then we can invent our own type of, uh, uh, concert series right where we can play in um so that's been unique how those kind of things are popping up as well so so and it's a really collegial industry you know it's uh everybody's super friendly you can you can reach out and collaborate basically i, I don't think there's anybody i haven't reached out to that hasn't been responsive and really open to collaborating on which is really cool oh that's awesome yeah yeah i know ontario's definitely been very similar to that there's been a ton of a ton more you know outdoor in the park concerts that towns have yeah. been putting on house concerts backyard concerts like if you can make it a venue you'll they'll make it a venue i know for like at least in peterborough where i am um and i've seen this across a lot of other cities a lot of the restaurants that were mostly indoor like if they're in a city center they've closed yeah. off the one side of the street and made them like pat like given the patios yeah. and stuff and i think that's super cool and super important um to show like the restaurants got hit super hard musicians got hit super hard um and so the resiliency i'm seeing is really positive i'm i'm hoping that you know that can yeah. keep on keep on going um you know winter is going to be a different story and we'll see how we um are going to be able to get through that but at least you know we had a summer of music and i was very thankful for that yeah yeah for sure i mean you know it's you talk about these these kind of outdoor like these people readapting their their place of business right i mean you know play like the place i went to a couple weeks ago it, it was dog friendly and even kid friendly like i mean it's like things that you probably wouldn't normally see like you'd be inside and it would be 18 and up and you know right. that kind of thing and now it's a lot more open i mean out of necessity of course but um, but it, it just it just broadens to a wider audience, which is really cool. Like I mean, and those things are here to stay. Like those things are they're yeah. they're born out of COVID, but I think they're definitely here to stay because the response has been so great. You know? Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree definitely. It's uh, it's it's nice to see. You know, they keep saying they throw around the new normal and that stuff, which I I think if we can pick, you can keep those positives and still go back a little bit to the other normal. <laughs> we'll be all right. Yeah. Like let's, let's, let's keep some of those, uh, those outdoor venues and, and the pop-ups and everything we've done. But, uh, yeah, it'll be nice to be able to get into the clubs and that stuff again and, and actually, you know, play to a full room of people and, yeah. and all that. But, yeah. We'll I think, happens, I think man. next year, like, I feel like, you yeah. know, like, we'll get enough traction. I could, this, I think they're always anticipating something like this coming up this fall. I mean, people come back to school and yep. and now we're going into cold flu season and like, well, it, it's going to be one more run of this. I think I just feel next year it'll be, you know, yeah. probably a little bit more back to normal. I think. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of, I was thinking about the same thing. Um, it, like Canada, I think, I don't know if we'll ever go into another like lockdown lockdown in Canada just because of the numbers that we have, maybe if the deaths start spiking, who the hell knows. Um, but as far as I've seen, you know, it's, you see the active cases, but instead of maybe, you know, a hundred deaths, it's like four or five, uh, or at least across yeah. Ontario, that's what it seems to be. So the vaccines at least help and prevent the, the seriousness as it was mandated to, I guess. But yeah. You know, it's uh, all this, the COVID talks beating a dead horse. I feel like it's all we talk about all the, <laughs> all the time. I'm sure you oh, yeah. as, a, as a consultant is like, yeah. like, oh man. <laughs> it, it's it's completely groundhog day. I mean, my yeah. wife and I are doing it every day. It's, you know, we need to find a new subject, right? We need yeah, to find just, some new materials. Yeah. yeah it, the, it's the just too especially. much, right? Yeah. 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 And then we're going to have the election talk for the next, you know, couple weeks and then it'll be back to COVID. But it's, uh, yeah. I mean, finding a new cycle sometime, sometime soon. <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel we're fortunate because we do have these creative outlets, right? To just be able to yes. pop in. Yeah. I mean, just even just even doing this podcast, right? It's just yeah. we're, we're talking, even though we're still talking about COVID. Um, we're, we touch on other subjects too, though. So, so yeah. we're all right. But it's it's a nice, it's, it's just nice to talk about something different, right? And, uh, okay. you know, um, and, and with some hopefully like-minded people, which is really cool. So yeah definitely man that's uh 
it's kept me a bit more sane that's for sure it's just nice you know sometimes talk and shop with somebody or or like there's different uh, uh, conversations i have with people on here where we go out into you know a completely different place than i thought we would but it's it's enjoyable and it's it's cool you get to know that person and it's, uh, yeah so I'm, I'm a big fan of it yeah people need to talk Pe- people need to yeah people you know, need this <laughs> people need people need to talk to other people this. yeah yeah i mean when i get into a room full of people now i'm like you know just chatting away right i'm like and I, yeah. i'm like wait was i just i was chatty kathy there i must have really needed that right now you know yeah do you find socially i know myself that uh if I'm standing too close to somebody, like I'll feel guilty about it. Like, do you have that twinge? Oh, I know yeah. my, yeah. Where it's like, Oh, I'm not six feet. It's like, but you know, it's like, fuck it. Okay. You know, we're, we're in a setting, we're not wearing masks, whatever. And, uh, but I just have that guilt, even like looking at someone, I was at the gas station today. I got into my vehicle and the attendant came up to, it was a, a full serve. And, uh, I was like kind of body language away from them and, and was like, okay, fill it out. And in my head, I'm going, that was, it, two years ago that was rude <laughs> and now it's like i'm sorry i don't want to talk on you or like breathe towards you it's super i know weird. yeah it, it, it is super weird and it's like yeah, i mean and like when will that subside i mean i had a chance to go to that uh you know that we have the banjo bowl the bombers versus the riders right right and yeah. it's the biggest biggest game and you know it was the cello yesterday and i had a chance to go to that game and i turned it down because i thought i don't know if i'm ready to to go so we went to um a family get together last night. Some of the folks had been to the game. Mm-hmm. And I said, how was the game? And they're like, they were just so rattled by it. Cause, and they're like, we couldn't even, they had a hard time enjoying themselves. Cause it was just too, like literally you're in close proximity on that concourse. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I didn't go. Yeah. I, um, you know, I haven't been to work in probably, I've been to work two times in two years. Wow. And uh, the first, first time was early last week or something like that. And I mean, it was, it was just odd. Like, I mean, just, going into a place where I'd gone into a million times before and it was just awkward. Like I felt like, but on the flip side, probably never felt better. You know, we don't, we're not passing all this other stuff to each other right now. So, right. And the whole energy shifted, right? Like it's, uh, it's, it's a weird feeling, but, and I mean, you probably didn't want to be in that stadium because of the riders fans anyway. So, well, exactly. (laughs) I mean, yeah, we don't generally want to be in the same room as them, you know, because they're less than, yeah <laughs> my my ex uh my ex-girlfriend who's still a very good friend of mine uh is from regina and that was uh i had never spent any time with her there i think we we passed through when i was driving back from bc or we were driving back to ontario together and uh she that was the one thing she used to she was a, a cook uh in a couple of the restaurants and she went the fucking rough riders fans are just nuts like they just go and she was going on about the sea of green <laughs> yeah. and all this kind of stuff and i'm like okay noted don't uh <laughs> Don't don't go to Regina in the middle of football, uh, CFL season. Oh, I, I honestly, man, I've been I've been to that Labor Day game and and worn the the bomber. And actually, the irony is like I'm my whole family's from Saskatchewan. I went to school in Saskatchewan. Oh, okay, yeah. So I I get the whole rider thing, right? The rider mm-hmm. pride thing. But I went to a game there wearing the bomber colors there, and I, I've never been so abused. <laughs> like I was I was really? abused, oh, right? Man. And I'm like I'm not doing that again. Yeah. No. It was kind of fun though. It started off fun and then it wasn't fun. It yeah. just kind of flipped. Well, the more the you know, more uh, booze that's drank, liquid courage, and it starts getting less fun. That's that's been my uh, experience with uh, <laughs> with any sports games wearing jerseys or in different places. Yeah. We call, we call it there the vitamin P, like the Pilsner. So, so yeah. <laughs> you get too much vitamin P yeah. in you and you, you start turning, yeah. Yeah, the Pilsners. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I uh I've worn a Hab shirt in, in downtown Toronto before, and that's uh, oh man, yeah, it starts off all right, you know, and then and then as the night goes on, it definitely yeah, uh, yeah. That, you're not uh, seeing your you're a Habs fan, or is that what you're saying? I'm a Habs you're fan. Saying? Yep, yeah, I know, I know. I spent uh, yes. I spent two years in Quebec, so <laughs> well, I was a Habs fan before that, but was that right? like cemented my my yeah. I went to university in uh, in Quebec and. It was about an hour from Montreal, and Montreal is still probably one of my favorite Canadian cities. And uh, uh, my family is big rivalry, oh, yeah. so you're either a big Leafs fan or a big Habs fan. I chose the Habs, like my father, and we uh, every you know Habs and Leafs game we get together, and there's probably thirty of the family members that are all wearing our jerseys and jabbering back and forth at each other and all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a big event. 
That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we well, I'm a Jets fan, right? I have to say I figured, that I'm a yeah. Jets fan. I'm yeah. just gonna walk with this because I look some my connection. But yeah, no, I'm a, a Jets fan. I've been I've been I've been in business in uh in Toronto and I've I've talked about the, the Leafs in a in a really rude way and way. I, I thought <laughs> I wouldn't come up there alive, you know. Yeah, no, I actually I like the Jets. I think you guys got a great team. If I was uh, picking a West Coast uh, squad, it, it was going to be them. I was, uh, you know, big uh, Salani. Old who, Salani played for the Jets. Old. Yeah, Salani played for yeah. the Jets. Yeah, he was the one of my Finnish favorite players growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I was happy when you guys got the team back. Yeah, you know, it was like one of those things where, you know, you're you didn't know how much you missed him until he came back. Right. And then, and when they announced it, it was like, there was literally people in the streets crying. Yeah. Like I literally remember when they announced it and, uh, everybody goes to poor Jermaine, which is that mean intersection. And there was literally thousands of people there when they announced it. It was quite amazing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you know, we have such an inferiority complex in Winnipeg, right? So (laughs) it's like, you know, that that was the key to our identity to get our identity back. Like right. we're going to be back on the map because we have this angel team. Right? <laughs> it's, it's true. It's pretty sad. And you said so. You grew up in Saskatchewan then, and and what what brought you over? Or no, you were always back no. I, like I grew up here, but I'm, like, I'm the only one in my family not born there, which is really oh, weird. Okay. So all the folks are born there. But yeah, and then I went and did a like I I used to be a nurse way back when. So uh, I uh, yeah I went to school at like U of S and uh yeah yeah so we got, got to really i mean and like you want to talk about music scenes i mean that's another uh saskatoon is is a great music community too um lots of lots of places to play really really supportive industry there that's um awesome. yeah i'd i'd say like when i was in, in go, uh, going to school there it kind of kicked started me a little bit with the music thing right and were you always playing? You said you kind of started with blues and all that stuff, but like in universe, when, what brought you over to the acoustic and songwriting side? Like, were you kind of in bands playing straight guitar, or were you always singing and playing, or how did that go? I think it was just the stuff I was listening to, right? Like I was, yeah. I still like I've listened to like, you know, you know Crosby, Stills and Nash, and Neil Young, and and all that kind of stuff, like the right. singer songwriter, like Joni Mitchell, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's that, that or that like kind of that 60s and 70s type of music where you know, like it was a real premium of songwriting and, and acoustic mm-hmm. acoustic rock and then the eagles came along and right. um i don't know if you ever saw, saw a documentary what's it called um oh jesus escaping me now it was on 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 hbo but it was it was it chronicles the whole 60s and 70s music scene um with like Joni mitchell and all that and, and okay. their whole process and it's like yeah that's that's why i got into it you know, I might have to check. And, uh, I have Crave TV or whatever, and they have a lot of the HBO stuff. So maybe I'll see if I can find that because that, that'd be something right up my alley. Yeah, I'm. 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 Can't believe I'm blanking out on. I'm blanking out on a podcast which is even worse, right? Because like, people are listening to him going. He doesn't. <laughs> ah, come you can up text me up afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just text it to me afterwards. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they they could they could ask me later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I got the Sunday night brain going on. Yeah. 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 No, I. Uh, I've I've been thankful for these streaming services for like I, I've watched the ZZ Top documentary. I've oh, yeah. watched like there's Sound City. There's so many awesome music documentaries <sighs> that you can watch. Um, there was one on Leonard Skinner that was absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, it's just a wealth. They're like a hub of them. It's, it's, it's it, it. Whenever I'm having a, a tough time getting the creative juices flowing, I just I, I'll watch one of those and it's like, okay, I'm back. Here we here we go. Absolutely. I thought I thought of it. Laurel Canyon. Laurel Canyon. Okay, I've heard. Yeah, I've, I've definitely heard of that. I just haven't watched it yet. It's literally like probably four or five hours of of candy because it yeah. just and you realize like that epicenter of of music, mm-hmm. like it's in one area. It's the Doors, the Eagles, Jackson Brown. Right. It's just everybody that. there, and uh, yeah, it's quite something. And yeah, I'd have to say that. I have that recorded and when I'm feeling a little bit, I'm like, I'm watching that and it just kind of geeks you up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's uh there's a, I have a slew of them or a few like specific ones that I'll watch, but yeah, sound city is definitely one of them. Uh, John Mayer's where the light is. Um, oh yeah. It's, you know, that was, that sparked a lot of my individual music when it, when it came out, um, I was just playing in like really hard rock bands and, uh, listening to him go from like okay acoustic to doing a blues set to like trio set to doing oh, no. a full like his own set i was just 
you know, yeah. mind blown. So, yeah, I'll, so I always go back talented. to that one. Yeah, so talented. Yeah. And to do that much music in one night and sustain it and like, yeah, it was it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, you you realize like you know, and again, it's like you know, I obviously don't make my living making music, but whenever I'm if I'm performing or in, even in the studio, I realize how hard it is. You know, yeah. like I, I do realize how talented these people are. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is phenomenal. And, and it's like, it, you actually really appreciate music when I come out of that, you know, it's cause it's like, it, it is, it is hard. Music is hard. Like the, it is. Yeah. there's, there's actually, I mean, it's enjoyable, but there's many things about it that aren't easy. No, <laughs> no you're, like, you're it's, right. It's, it is not easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's a, a massive difference between being a good player. Um, you know, that's a, a right at that line of of like you know above a hobby and and below like a life career and there's it it takes so much to get to that extra step above um yeah and you don't really feel it until you're doing it and then it's like oh shit okay this is what this is like but um yeah i know for myself like going teaching myself three hours or now i'm up to like five or six hours worth of music but having the ability to sustain my voice for for that long exactly to learning like doing all the bob seeger stuff like that's a, a two-hour stage show that is tough like those songs are oh yeah like his range is absolutely unreal so learning all that stuff was like holy crap like all right i'm doing this but this is a shit ton of work oh yeah <laughs> this, like this you're, you're in it this doesn't like just you... come to me i'm in it <laughs> yeah yeah totally i mean that's exactly i think that's what kicked off the thought was like the singing aspect is just hard right it's yeah. it's it, it it's it's cardiovascular it's it's mm-hmm. everything like that right i mean i mean we mentioned bob seeger i mean like yeah that's a prime example i mean like you you must be just drained after that i i have there's definitely days where I'm coming at a rehearsal or I'm coming out of my own practices and that stuff where I'm like, whole like physically exhausted. Like my jaw hurts my, uh, you know, your throat's raspy and all that. And, uh, and thankfully I've, I've really focused a lot of my, like, I still do vocal like lessons and, and, and stuff like that just to keep my voice in good shape or just to make sure that I'm doing like my, my, uh, I'm not getting any bad habits and, and reverting back to maybe singing from my throat instead of up my, like my nasal passages and stuff like that. It's, yeah. uh, it, it's all been about longevity and trying to make sure that my instrument is, is working in tip top shape. And that's yeah. been kind of the hardest thing for me because I used to just blow out my voice and now it's like, no, 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 you know, you can sing soft to get all that power to get like the emotion that you want in it. You can, you can sing at 60% or 70%. You don't have to go all the way up to a hundred. Yeah, exactly. I think that was a big, uh, <laughs> that was a big lesson for me. The one that I had to learn. Yeah. So those little nuggets of wisdom along the way. So favorite, favorite Bob Seger song then that you sing? Ho- what is it? Hollywood, Hollywood nights. Yeah. There we or go. Yeah. Ram- Rambling gambling man's a, a, a close second, uh, which Glenn I don't know Fry, if I'd be able to even, that's a tough one. Holy cow. I do not even yeah. know if I get through that one. Yeah. I, I love, I, I honestly, I have a huge appreciation more. Like I've always been a big fan of his. I grew up on his music with uh, my father having that greatest hits album. Um, and he played it all the time when I was younger, but, uh, um, yeah, those, those two songs are, are amazing. He's got so many good ones though. Like uh-huh. <laughs> you go through his back catalog and you're like, Oh, right. He wrote that and wrote that. And, wrote that. and you know, you yeah. get to, we're playing a show and it's like, okay, against the wind, like a rock rambling gambling man. Um, yeah, her strut like there's there's just yeah it's every song is a hit that <laughs> that people yeah. know is it's crazy i bet you people that go to that show they go they forget how many songs they like yeah. like it's just it's you know i i you know you've been to those kind of shows too like you know i i don't know what show it was maybe it was brian adams i saw a few years ago he did an acoustic yeah. show and i'm like just one after another there's yeah. just one hit after another i'm like holy cow and i mean he even said he goes I can go on for hours, guys. Like, I hope yeah, you have a lot I can of time. Keep doing this. I can, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I can keep on going. Like, wind me up. I know a lot of songs, right? So it is quite something. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's not easy. No, it's not. And uh, actually, Foreigner was a band that I, I just saw that, yeah. or not just saw, I guess it was two years, a little over two years ago. That was the same thing. I got, I came out of that show and I was like, I knew every one of those fucking songs. And I thought I was yeah. going to know like 
hot-blooded <laughs> like i yeah. thought there was gonna be you know i want to know what love is like two songs that i know and i came out of the, i was singing every along to every single one of them They're, it's i love those iconic bands like that where it's uh yeah you don't realize how much of that back catalog is uh <laughs> stuff that you know or stuff you've heard on the rock radio stations for years and years and years and, years yeah and- and they're like, I don't remember that my normal day-to-day things I should remember, but I'll know lyrics from 25 years ago, right? Like, oh, yeah. and, and and these are the exact concerts that my wife doesn't like going with me because I just sing the whole time, right? She's like, like we're we're actually yeah. going to Eric Church. There, he's rolling through Winnipeg in a couple yeah. weeks, right? Oh, awesome! He's like, yeah. you're not singing, like you're not gonna be singing every song, are you? Like, <laughs> like, like I'm gonna be that guy singing every song really yeah. loud from there, so. But I love that stuff. I mean, they're just, they're so talented. Like they just, you know, it's just a God given ability, right? To be able to write all these yeah. things. Amazing. Yeah. A God given, I think that you can get the ability from, you know, God or, or your upbringing and that stuff, but like being able to harvest that, that talent yeah. and, 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 and work as hard as you need to, to get to those places is, is also, also otherworldly. So being able to have that perfect mix and, and go along with it is, you know, that's, that's amazing. And, and you, and you realize the teams they have, you know, we talk about just, mm-hmm. you know, music now, right? Like it's just kind of like, they have big teams to get, like they have talent, but you need the teams to kind of get you out there. Yeah. I mean, and like this day and age too, where, you know, you're, you're a do it yourself musician where mm-hmm. you, you can't, I mean, you got to really decide what your priorities are because you can't yes. do it all. Um, like, and there's a lot of tools out there now that you can you can use to to get yourself out there but you still nothing replaces that you need that team you need that like talent's one thing but not a lot of people are going to hear it if you don't have some mechanisms yeah. to get out there right you need that community you need that team you need those good like i know myself i've been trying to slowly put together my own and so like i have one of my good buddies who's a video editor and stuff like that so you know i work with him to to do my my logos and to do you know any video footage i have to put that together if it's anything more than you know maybe i'll play an acoustic song myself throw it on instagram or facebook that's one thing but anything that needs to look professional he'll do something like that um i'm lucky enough my girlfriend's very good at the marketing aspect so she helps me along with that i have these people that uh, the way i see it is is kind of like independent contractors to my business and yeah so as long as i treat them i want to always treat them well so that you know they're treating me well as well and and, uh, and i think yeah. that a lot of musicians take that for granted and will try and get maybe the freebies or they'll try and score whatever they can but it's like your community builds from how you treat people and 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 uh, not all for what they do for you, but it's also what you can do for them. So that's right. Yeah, I yeah. think that's an important thing for a few people to, or some people to, to kind of, especially in these times. Like you said, being yeah. an independent musician is hard. You got to have your head in so many like different areas and try and figure out what your priorities are. So having those people to help you out is key. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the music is creating the music one thing, and then you just the, even the promotion part. I mean, you can even say with this this latest thing that I uh, latest song I put out, um, probably haven't promoted as much as I had uh, for the previous releases. Right, like mm-hmm. previous releases, it was like I had this formula. You know, you where you've amassed a list of contacts and and all that kind of stuff, and right. you and you're leveraging the relationships and stuff like that. Yep. And, you know, but you know, time is a currency, and you don't, if you don't have the time, uh, right. then you either have to pay somebody to do it or or you don't do it or you 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 take a different route to it um right and uh so i find that that's that's a lot of work like the promotion and it's tons, you know, it's a job in itself <laughs> it's a job in itself and you and you do need some good people around you that's it, it goes full circle for sure yeah yeah all right man the question i generally ask a lot of people i think i forgot the last couple podcasts but i wanted to ask you because you are a fellow musician so and this is a fun question for me what is the one song that you could pick um that gives you the biggest emotional response so one that like every time you hear it just puts you in another like a state of bliss it gets you pumped up it's the one song that can just speak to you better than anything else brings you back to a good spot in your life anything like that oh crap i know put you on the spot (laughs) wow usually it's the first one that comes to your head that's how i go from it what's the first one that pops up that's usually the right answer yeah that's that's a really good one 
I don't know. I, that's a really good question. I, I think probably, I don't know, this is a weird one, but I don't know why it's popped in my head, but Heart of Gold by Neil Young. Great tune. Yeah. It, and, and it's because, again, it's back to that Winnipeg connection, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the cold, brisk winters and, yeah. you know, it, it, it's melodic and moody at the same time. It reminds me of home kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's such a great song. Um, so it does take me back to, I mean, and I grew up listening to that from as long as I can remember. So right. I would say I'd probably say Heart of Gold by Neil Young. That's a great answer, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Mine's thanks. more than a feeling if you haven't listened to the other podcast. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my, uh, that whole record, that whole first Boston record, I, I, I'll put that vinyl on if I'm having a shit day and that just turns oh, everything yeah. around. Turns everything around. I'm, uh, I think that that whole thing is just magic. Top, top 10 for sure. That yeah. that is that is by far in my top ten. Yeah, like yeah, as soon as that think song comes on, right? That, it's, it's just I get goosebumps thinking about it. I got goosebumps right now. I just it's that main that main lick, everything. It's melodically just one of the most pleasing, beautiful songs I think that uh, that's ever been been written. You could probably if you're in a in a group of people that the vibe is whatever, mm-hmm. um, maybe not as as excitable as it could be. Yeah. It, it, you hear that. Is that recorded with the twelve string? The opening uh, yeah, I believe so. I think it's yeah. it's recorded with a, yeah the electric. It's a dual neck, I think, electric twelve uh, string. If I'm so, you, as soon as you hear that recognizable, you know, yeah, yeah it just everybody's there like, turn it up. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. and sweet child of mine. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Some of those uh, that other lick that yeah. everybody's like starts partying afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You must play that. You must play. Those. I I don't actually. Um, there's a lot of songs that I definitely do uh, that are are recognizable. I, Old Man is one that by Neil Young that that I play quite yeah. a bit, and uh, you know a lot of '90s grunge that I convert into acoustics like Matchbox Twenty or Iris, like Goo Goo Dolls, Iris. I'm yeah. all over the place, but uh, but yeah, yeah push, uh, like push. Yeah, that's one, yeah. that's one I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a great tune. Awesome, man. Well. I think that's uh, yeah, that's a better time. I really appreciate you coming on here with me, man. That was a really good conversation. Well, I uh, I really enjoyed getting to know you. Really good. Right, thanks for having me on. Great conversation. It was uh, my pleasure. I, it was nice connecting with you, man. I've been following you on your social media, and and uh, it, yeah, it's it's been good to good to chat with you. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. Well, hopefully, I can't wait till your new music comes out. Please drop me a line. Let me know when that's happening. And uh, yeah, stay in touch, man. And hopefully, if I'm passing through Manitoba in the next little bit, I'll. Uh, stop in and uh, we can have a i'll have a fake beer but you can have a real one <laughs> we'll, we'll grab a bite to eat or something like that absolutely man it'll be on me all right sounds good man i'll have a good night eh? we'll talk to you later yeah talk to you later have a good all week right. you see you later bye bye all right that's it that's the podcast i appreciate you listening today if you could please do me one more favor go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and write me a review or subscribe to the podcast there. It is so much appreciated, and it helps me out tremendously. You can also check out all of my socials at Ty Wilson Music. That's Insta, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you'd like. Thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of Ty Wilson Talks.